Halachas of Megillus Esther and Hanukkah, Chapter 4. How many lights is it necessary to light on Hanukkah? The essential mitzvah is for every single house to light a single candle. A person who wants to be extra stringent will light one candle for every person in the house. And a person who wants to be even more stringent will light one candle for each person in the house on the first night and add each additional night. Second halacha. That means that if there are 10 people in the house on the first night, 10 candles should be lit. On the second night, 20 candles should be lit, and so on. Until the final night when 80 candles are lit. Third halacha. Rambam then brings the minig in Spain, which was for each household to light one candle on the first night, and then continue to add until there are eight candles on the final night, no matter how many people there are in the household. Fourth halacha. A candle holder that has two openings can be counted for two people. If one fills a bowl with oil and then surrounds it with wicks, as long as one covers it with the utensil, each of the wicks is considered a separate candle. If it's not covered, then it's considered to be a single large fire, and that's not even considered to be one candle. Fifth halacha. The Hanukkah candle should not be lit before Shkia, that is, sunset. And indeed, one should not light later than Shkia, so that means that the candle should be lit at sunset. But it is permitted to light up until there is no longer anybody passing through the marketplace. This is approximately half an hour after sunset. Once that time has passed, one should not light any more. There should be enough oil in the lamp so that the lamp will burn until there is no longer anybody in the marketplace. But if the candles became extinguished after they were lit, it is not necessary to relight them. Once it is continued burning for the amount of time necessary that there is no longer anybody in the marketplace, which once again is about a half an hour, one may extinguish the candles or remove them if they would like to. Six halacha. Any oil and any wicks are kosher for Hanukkah candles. Even if the oil doesn't properly travel through the wick, and even if it doesn't stay lit properly, it is permitted to light on Hanukkah and even on Hanukkah that falls out on Arab Shabbos with oil and with wicks that would not be permissible for Shabbos. One of the reasons for this is because it is forbidden to use the Hanukkah candles for any purpose, whether it's on Shabbos or on a weekday, even to inspect or count coins. Seventh halacha. The mitzah in Hanukkah is to place the candles on the opening to one's house, a tefach away from the doorway, on the left side, so that the mezuzah will be on the right side, and the menorah will be on the left side. If the person lives on a second story, then he should place the menorah close to the window. But if he places the menorah above 20 amas, then it does not accomplish anything. 20 amas, by the way, is about 30 to 40 feet, because at that height, the lights don't attract attention. Eith If a person lives in a dangerous time, he may place the menorah inside his house. And even if it is sitting on his table, that is enough. But if that's the case, a person must have at least one other light in his house so that he'll use that light instead of the Hanukkah lights. If he has a fire burning in the house, he does not have to light another light because that'll be sufficient. Ninth halacha. If a deaf mute, an insane person, or a minor, or a non-Jew lights a Hanukkah candles, he has not accomplished anything. One who lights the candles inside his house and then brings them outside has not accomplished anything. Rather, they must be lit in their place. If a person lit a candle and held the candle, that does not accomplish anything. If the candle was burning all Shabbos, after Shabbos is over, he should extinguish it and then relight it to fulfill the mitzvah. Because what fulfills the mitzvah is the lighting of the candle, not the placing of the lit menorah. It is permissible to light one candle from another. Tantalacha. A person who lives in a courtyard that has two entrances should light two menorahs, one at each entrance. But if both entrances are on the same side, it is sufficient to light at only one of them. Eleventh halacha. A guest in a home does not need to light the menorah where he is staying. However, if no candles are being lit in his home, he should light the candles where he is staying. One way for him to do this is to share in the cost of the oil that the owner of the home is using. If he's staying in a private dwelling, in other words, a place where the candles are not being lit, he should light. Twelfth halacha. The mitzvah of lighting Hanukkah candles is extremely important. A person should therefore be extremely careful with it. 
to make known the miracle and to add in praises for God and to recognize the miracles that he's done for us. Even a person that has to beg for money to feed himself should nonetheless sell the shirt off his back in order to buy candles for Hanukkah. Or he can borrow money as well. Thirteenth halacha. If a person only has enough money to buy Kiddush for Shabbos by day, or Hanukkah candles, he should buy Hanukkah candles. This is because both of these mitzvahs, Kiddush on Shabbos by day, and Hanukkah candles, are rabbinic in origin, and Hanukkah candles have to do with recognizing a miracle. Fourteenth halacha. If a person only has enough money to fulfill the mitzvah of lighting Hanukkah candles, or Shabbos candles, Shabbos candles should come first. That's because of Shalom bias. The same is true when picking between Shabbos candles and Kiddush during the day on Shabbos, also because of Shalom bias. We see how important peace in the home is in that in Mitzvah which we will discuss elsewhere, God allows his name to be erased in order to create peace between a husband and wife. Indeed, we see that peace is so great that the entire Torah was given for the sake of peace. As it says in the Pasuk, That is, its ways are pleasant ways and all its paths are peace. Just a final little note, I'm sure you have noticed that many of the things that Rambam says here are different from our own practice. Obviously, for any questions, consult your favorite local Orthodox rabbi.